0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk.
1: Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we're going to be talking about 10 ways the Cares Act affects you. So, the Cares Act of 2020, which was enacted on March 27th of 2020, Provides significant public health spending, immediate cash relief for individual citizens, a lot of different lending opportunities for small businesses, and very targeted relief for hard hit industries. Because it is a massive act though, there's a lot of moving pieces in it and people tend to be a little confused about how it actually affects them. So what I want to talk about today are 10 ways that this CARES Act might be affecting you individually. The first one that I want to touch on and something that probably affects almost every single person listening is that the income tax filing date was pushed back. So this is one that people have been talking about. You may have already heard about this. But the 2019 federal income tax filing and payment deadline for any person who normally had an April 15th deadline is automatically extended until July 15th of 2020. And a person for this de- definition is any type of taxpayer. So it can be an individual, a trust an estate, a corporation or something like that. So pretty much any person who needs to file taxes got it pushed back. Now, this also pushed back the date that you need to make your estimates. So a lot of people out there are making quarterly estimates on their taxes, and the estimated tax payments for 2020 that were normally due on April 15th are also extended until July 15th. So that's good to know. Gives you a little bit longer (laughs) before you have to part ways with that cash. Now, Another thing that goes right along with this tax filing deadline is that the deadline to make contributions to both your traditional or to your Roth IRA for 2019 has also been extended to July 15th. So here's the great thing about that. If you didn't have time or maybe didn't have the money to fully fund your 2019 IRA or Roth IRA contribution, now you have an extra three months to do that. And guess what? Because the market is low right now, this could be a perfect opportunity for you to fund that. So not only did it push back the deadline, but it pushed back the deadline during a time that could be a great opportunity opportunity for you to take advantage of the low market. Okay, so that's the first thing was how the actual tax filing deadlines change and how those affect you. Now the second thing, and I know that you've all heard about this, is the stimulus checks that individuals are going to get. What this technically is, is called a taxpayer recovery rebate. So basically it's a refundable income tax credit, which is why the IRS is involved with sending these out. So your payment, if you're gonna get one, your payment is based on your 2019 or your 2018 tax returns, which is ever is the most recently filed. So if you are going to file and get a refund, you might want to accelerate that if it keeps you within the limit. If not, they're going to go off of last year's. Now, the amount that every person will get, the individuals, is going to depend on their filing status. So there's going to be a $1,200 check for individuals and $2,400 for joint filers, and taxpayers with children will receive $500 per child that's under age 17. Now, this is going to phase out if your income is high enough. So this is going to phase out for taxpayers if your adjusted gross income is up to but not exceeding $150,000 for joint filers or $112,500 for head of households or $75,000 for all other types of filers. Now, if you're above these amounts, then it's going to phase out in in chunks. So you can kind of look up the different numbers of how that phases out. But those numbers are going to give you a general idea of whether or not you can expect to get a stimulus check in the mail. Now, there's a lot of debate about when these are going to come out and what order they're going to go out in and things like that. But I think what we do know is that... People who have direct deposit information on file with the IRS are a lot likely to get there sooner, and people who are going to have their checks mailed are likely to be delayed for a while. There is a website that's called irs.gov slash newsroom economic income payments what you need to know that you could go out to and get more information about how your stimulus check is going to work. But that at least gives you an overview of this tax recovery rebate, aka stimulus checks. Now for the rest of these, what I wanna just say here is that this is a very fluid situation. The things that we know about the CARE Act, especially when it comes to how they're actually going to be executed, These are fluid in terms of how they're happening. So new information is released almost every day that clarifies rules and makes it a little bit more, uh, I guess, easy to execute on behalf of everybody involved. So what I go over today, might have some slight rule changes by the time that it gets (laughs) even uh, to you as as listening to this, but um, this is what we know now about things. So to continue on the vein of what individual people can do, the unemployment compensation is a big deal. I was talking to my brother, and he lives out in Oakland, California, and he said that in a school near the one that his son goes to, 80% of the kids in that school have had one parent lose their job, and 60% of the kids in that school have both parents who have been laid off as a result of this current crisis. So the unemployment issue is super real right now for many, many people, and it's definitely something where you're harder hit in different areas of the country depending on where you live. But here's the thing about unemployment compensation that the CARES Act does. Individuals receiving unemployment benefits can receive an additional $600 per week in benefit payments from the date of this law's enactment through July 31st. So several months of extra payments each week. And that's awesome. It's going to be much needed if you've been laid off. Also, unemployment is available immediately. There's normally a one-week waiting period, and that has been waived. The benefit period that you can receive unemployment has been extended by an additional 13 weeks, and the unemployment is now also available For normally people who are not used to being able to get it, which is self-employed individuals, that's not something you can normally get. And now under the definition of this CARE Act, you can. So if you uh, know someone or have a loved one who's self-employed, who has been laid off or not really laid off because they're self-employed, but they're no longer working because their type of work isn't happening right now. They are eligible for this unemployment. And that is truly a huge deal for people to help them get by during this crisis. Okay. Another thing that is a big impact on people is required minimum distribution changes. So minimum distributions are amounts of money that are supposed to come out of your retirement plans, like your IRA, your 401k, things like that. And you technically don't have to start doing them at this point now until age 72. used to be age 70 and a half, but there was a big law passed at the end of 2019 that delayed it to age 72. So on the required minimum distributions, normally what's happening is it's forcing you to take a chunk out of your retirement account and distribute to you so that they can collect the taxes. And what's happening this year because of the CARE Act is that all RMDs are being waived for IRAs, for 403Bs, for 401Ks, for 457. If you normally have to take an RMD, this year you do not have to. Now, the most common question that we're getting around this is, oh, well, if I don't take it this year, does that mean I have to double up on it next year? And the answer to that is no. It literally is just a year where you can skip it, which is great. Now, if you are someone who has already taken your RMD, then you actually can put it back in and you have to do it within 60 days of having taken it out. That is called a 60 day rollover. It has to be done within 60 calendar days of when you did the distribution. And there are some quirky rules around this. You can only do one 60 day rollover in a 12 month period. So if you already did one of these 60 day rollovers in the last year, then you can't roll this RMD back in right now because you've already done one. But if you haven't done that and you've taken your RMD out and now you wanna put it back, then you sure can. But here's another little quirky thing about that, is a lot of the times for RMDs, people have their taxes withheld from their RMD payment. If that's the case, it's really difficult to unwind that part of it. So let's say that you took out $1,000 and you had $200 held aside and sent directly to the IRS for taxes, so you received a net check of $800 you could put the $800 back in and that's fine, but that $200 that was already sent to the IRS, that is going to be counted as a distribution. Now, you can put $1,000 back in, so if you have the extra money, you can put a whole thousand back in, and that $200 that was sent to the IRS is just gonna be extra tax that you've paid, so you'll probably get that back when it comes time to file your taxes, but the RMD does have to be returned within 60 days. If you are a beneficiary of an IRA, let's say you have an inherited IRA, you also are eligible to have your RMD waived. Now, the next thing that people generally ask us is this, well, hey, you know, I take my R&D and I give it directly to a charity, and that's called a QCD, a Qualified Charitable Distribution. And people are wondering if they can still do that this year. And the answer is yes. Anybody who's over 70 and a half can still do a Qualified Charitable Distribution from their IRA up to $100,000 in 2020 However, since the RMDs are weighed for 2020, their amount will not offset any future RMDs. So your calculations will just go on like normal in future years for your RMDs. So doing a QCD right now is not going to have any impact or any bearing on RMDs now or in the future.
0: Congratulations to Mary Stirk for being named the 2020 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors List for the third year running.
1: Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and we've talked about four different ways that the CARE Act affects you. Now we're going to dive into the next six. So the next one I want to talk about, idea number five, is how distributions from retirement accounts have changed. So there is now a penalty-free coronavirus-related distribution, which is called a CRD, available of up to $100,000 from your retirement accounts that you can take. Now, it's an aggregate number, so you can't take 100000 out of each retirement account. It's a total of it. So if you have been diagnosed with COVID-19, or your spouse or child is, or if you've had adverse financial consequences stemming from COVID-19, then you can take out up to $100,000 from your retirement accounts. Normally, if you're under age 59 and a half, then there would be a mandatory tax withholding on that of at least 20% but right now that 20% is not being enforced. So if you wanna take out 100,000, you can take out a full 100,000. These distributions are taxable, but there's something that can be included in your taxable income spread over three years. So it'll start in 2020, a part of it will be taxable in 2020 uh, for your, this tax year, but it will be spread over those three years. And what's also interesting about this is that the amount that you distribute can be repaid as a rollover to an eligible retirement account within three years of taking the distribution. So if you take it out, you can put it back. The idea here is to give people access to their money without a significant immediate tax burden if you have been impacted by this virus. The sixth thing about the CARES Act that I think is important to know is how loans in your 401k plans have changed. Now, Each plan is eligible to decide if they're going to adopt the CARE Act rules, but if your plan does adopt it, then instead of only being able to take up to $50,000 and 50% of your vested balance as a loan, now you can take out up to $100,000 or 100% of the vested balance as a loan. Another really great thing is if you have an existing loan, then you can actually suspend all of the loan payments coming out of your paycheck. So let's say that you have a loan on your 401k, but your spouse lost their job, so cash is tight in your household right now. You could suspend your own loan payment for, you know, up until the end of the year. So that again is giving you some relief then the repayment of the loan basically just gets extended by a year. They don't double up the payments on it or anything like that. They just extend how long it's going to take until you repay that loan. So that is a great way to access money if you need some extra cash as a result of a shortfall from this virus. The seventh thing I want to tell you about the CARE Act is related to federal student loans. So if you're someone with a student loan, your required payments of both principal and interest on federal student loans are suspended until September 30th. And in addition, no interest is going to accrue on these during that period. So the government has said, we're not going to be charging the interest. You don't have to make your payments. Take a break on this on your federal student loans. Okay, one thing that's very interesting that changed in this is how charitable contributions are being counted. So the government has said, we want you to give to charity. So if you are taking the standard deduction, you're going to be eligible to do an additional $300 deduction for amounts given to charity, and that'll sit on on top of your standard deduction. There's also a one-time thing that says if you are going to give charitable contributions that are significant, you actually can give up to 100% of your adjusted gross income in 2020. Basically saying you can give 100% of all your money away. (laughs) for this year's income to charity and whittle your taxable income in 2020 down to zero. So if you want to be a given, this is the year to give. That is a very cool part of the CARE Act. Okay, Next couple of things have to do more with businesses. So idea number nine and idea number 10 have to do with people who are business owners. But if you know someone who's a business owner or if you are a business owner, listen to this one. This is a game changer for you. This has to do with the net operating loss, okay? The net operating loss of your business in 2020 is something that can now be carried backwards. So prior to the last big tax change we had, your net operating loss could only be carried back a certain number of years backwards, or you could save it and use it to offset years going forward. The CARE Act reversed this rule and now a net operating loss can be carried back five years. So if you're gonna have business losses in 2020, it might make sense to take that loss and carry it backwards Versus hold on to it and carry it forward. And here's the reason for this. You can carry it all the way back to 2016 or even 2017 if you want to a year where you had profit in your business. And the big thing about that is that our tax brackets were higher during those years. So you can carry a loss this year back to a year where the tax brackets were higher This is something you definitely need to address with your tax professional and it would probably require that you're amending a prior year return but if you take a big loss this year and offset profit from past years that is a massive game changer for businesses in terms of cash flow and potential tax refunds so business owners Talk to your tax people about this, because that is a huge, huge cash deal for you if you play your cards right on this and get that filed the way that it's possible to file. Okay, and then the last one that I want to mention is for business owners also. There is a lot of stuff going on right now about the Paycheck Protection Loans and small business loans. They're called EIDL loans, Economic Injury Disaster Loans. There is a limited amount of money available for these. That may change with future stimuluses, but as of right now, there is a limited amount of this. So if you have not already been in contact with your bank to inquire about getting one of these, and you're a small business with under 500 employees, you might want to get on that pretty darn quickly. Get on it before the money runs out. (laughs) Now, the Paycheck Protection Program is different from the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program in that the PPP, Paycheck Protection Lo- Program loans are 100% potentially forgivable. So basically what you do is you add up some of some things that you've spent in the last 2 in the last year based on your payroll and then you're going to apply for this loan and the loan has to be spent on things like payroll utilities, and rent in the next eight weeks. If you don't spend it all in the next eight weeks, then there's parts of it that won't be forgivable. And if you don't have the same headcount, the same number of employees when you took out the loan that you do at the end of the loan, then not all of it's gonna be forgivable. The idea here is that the government is wanting to give small businesses cash to be able to continue the paychecks For their employees. That is why it's called a paycheck protection program. So, those are gonna go like hotcakes because people wanna keep their employees and people wanna be able to pay their employees. Now, the economic injury disaster loans are generally not forgivable. There may be a $10,000 advance that you can get on that that could be forgivable, but the economic disaster loans, number one, they can be used on other things not just payroll and things like that. Number two, they can be a lot bigger, up to $2 million. And number three, they can be repaid up to 30 years. So they're very different than the paycheck protection loans are. But they also have a limited amount of money on them. So your bank is going to require documentation, both on how you calculated it and then at the end of it, when you go to get it forgiven on how you spent it, So you are going to have to gather some documentation together, and it is going to be something that is a little bit of a process, because banks are still getting used to figuring out exactly how to do these. But the money is there, it's available for businesses, and if you're a small business owner, it's definitely something you want to look into. Alright, I hope that these 10 ideas of how this CARE Act affects you have been very valuable and it helps you understand how to help yourself with this recent stimulus that's been passed. Thank you for listening and we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Money Guide with Mary Stirk.
0: The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein.